You could tell a man about a distance travel. I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm always, I'm a nerd. I always want to learn. And whenever you stop learning, you stop growing. When you stop growing, you die. What up, what up, guys? It's your boy, Alu. Yeah, it was your boy, Ron. And what up, Amateur Builders? Welcome back to Amateur Builders. Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. We talked about the Mindset series. We finally finalized that. But just a little quick recap about what Amateur Builders is. It is basically a place where you could come and get some advice on aspiring entrepreneurs and builders who are currently on their own personal journey to become successful and we've gained some experience over the time that we've been trying to become successful as entrepreneurs and hopefully you guys can take some takeaways from that and actually apply it to your own life um other than that let's jump into today's topic bro what's today what's for today so today we're gonna begin like a new series basically what's next after the mindset series or like once you kind of have this kind of concept or idea that you want to put into play or take action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because um, I think the next step is like after having, like Ron said, after having a mindset of like, oh, I want to take this entrepreneurship route. Now it's coming up with ideas. We talked about how to come up with ideas, how we personally do it. Um, if you guys have certain ways you guys do it, also post it in the comments. Definitely excited to learn more about how you guys do it and how different people just go about doing it. Different ways to do it, so it's not just one singular way of doing it. So I always want to learn how other people go about doing it. But now that you have sort of like the concept down, the ideas, now what do you do after having the idea? So today that's going to be what this podcast is essentially going to be about. And um, before uh, we move into that, I do kind of want to touch back on the mindset series because... I want to like preface this and we kind of did like culminate that series with like our last discussion but yeah. um i think this because this post from um this guy uh found him on this podcast uh, i used to listen to called uh growth marketing toolbox it's good for like obviously marketers and such and those yeah who mostly like growth hack and stuff like that his name is uh chase hunter Dimon. let me just mm-hmm. pull up the post he actually, he actually uh, runs a email uh, marketing newsletter agency. And okay. He have over he had ran or operated over a hundred million dollars in like revenue for his clients. Yeah, so that's dope. Definitely someone to like, at least for me, I, I definitely take notice of him. So give me one second. So um, I'm gonna read it like word for word. So. Justine Musk is Elon Musk's uh, first wife. And you better not be reading like a freaking first grader, bro. You better nah, nah, nah. <laughs> read. <laughs> nah, it's, it's her response and like the user response and stuff. Sure, got so, it. And it said, posted a response to a core thread asking the question, will I become, this is the user, will I become a billionaire if I am determined to be one and put it all put it put it the fuck? Dang, you can't read bro <laughs> you can't read i not read i'm like what's going on here? no and i know you couldn't it. read <laughs> nah and put take a deep all... breath take a deep breath and then go ahead bro <laughs> nah hold on hold on and put in will i okay let me rephrase it will i become a billionaire if i'm determined to be one and put in all the necessary work required right mm. And her answer was no. She said, 
though she says the poor reader is asking the wrong question altogether. You are determined, this is her responding. You are determined, so what? You haven't been racing naked through shark infested waters yet. She writes, mm -hmm. will you be just as determined when you've washed up on some deserted island, disoriented mm -hmm. and bloody and ragged and beaten and staring into the, the horizon with no sign of rescue? Yeah. And then she then offers some advice. Shift your focus away from what you want, a billion dollars, and get deeply, intensely curious about what the world wants and needs. Ask yourself what you have the potential to offer that is so unique and compelling and helpful that no computer could re replace you. No one could outsource you. No one mm -hmm. could steal your product and make it better and then club you into obliv oblivion. Not literally. Then develop that potential. Choose one thing and become a master of it. Choose a second thing and become a master of that. When you become a master of two worlds, say engineering and business, you can bring them together in a way that will A, introduce hot ideas to each other so they can have idea sets and make idea babies that no one has seen before, and B, create a competitive advantage because you can move between worlds speak both languages, connect the tribes, mash the elements to spark fresh creative insight until you wake up with the epiphany that changes your life. The last bit of this spoke well. This is him. The last bit of this is posting the comments. So she kind of no. a little bit more. After that, she's got a mic drop and just woke away. She just drops me heat, bro. I was heat. I'm not going to lie. That was some heat. Because when you think about him, Elon, he did say he want enough money and a lot mm -hmm. of money because his true ambition and vision is to go to Mars. He wants to make human interplanetary species. So you need a lot of money. You can't just, that can't be your first company. That's already hard in itself. So mm -hmm. you need capital itself. You, be, you need to be capital intensive. And he was really true to that. He was about to go bankrupt spending on um, SpaceX. Because yeah. once he sold his first company, he got like 180 million or 150 million or something yeah. like that. I think with PayPal. Or it was PayPal, yeah. Yeah. And um, he really was risking it all. So if you're not like that visionary focus, like, yo, I don't really care about losing all this shit. I'm about to risk this all because this is what I truly want. Like, he want to die on Mars. Yeah. That's his grand ambition. If you don't have that and that, like she said, fighting you, then. Kind of, I don't know, like, you're not cut out for that, like, honestly. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like a lot of times this sort of, um, I would say, glare or this sort of assumption about what entrepreneurship is, a lot of people, it's like, it's, it's popular. It's, the word just sounds, you know, great, but it sounds sexy. It just sounds, like, powerful, but at the same time, so much other things that goes behind it that most people don't necessarily want to actually put the work in to actually be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? A lot of times people just see it, the word for what it is and be like, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur. They don't necessarily want to do the work to actually take to actually become an entrepreneur. And I think what she also says is like, you got to have something bigger than just the money. You can't just have the money at the top of your head when you want to become an entrepreneur. You need to have something bigger than just the money. You have to have a purpose behind the reason why you actually want to do some of these things, you know? And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that most people don't really look at when they try to do entrepreneurship. It's just like, 
oh, I just want to get money. But at the end of the day, once you get that money, what's next? You got to have something more than just the money, yes. in my opinion, at least. And it's like, you can be like an entrepreneur. It's like a couple of things. You can have passive income, but you're not necessarily like an entrepreneur. It's not really entrepreneurship. Or such. Yeah. It is something a lot of people want to be is, is financially free. And everyone could get want that and could go and get it. Like, and that is really possible. It's not something superficial where you got to create a product that make a billion dollars. You don't really need a billion dollars to really live comfortably and yeah. to have all your bills paid, have medical expenses paid. You can actually build a good side income with just outsourcing like your service. Like, I'm good at marketing. Let me, I don't know, have a little agency. I do, can make like five grand, two grand a month. I'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I don't need a million dollars, 10 million, 100 billion dollars to be like, I feel successful. So it's yeah. really grinding yourself in reality of like what you truly want to accomplish. If you're someone like me personally, I just like to create and build. I truly do. It's not, Yeah. I don't necessarily have a grand like plan. I didn't mention it. Uh, yeah, we talked about it in the pod before. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, I'm not like Elon where I'm like, yeah, I want to die on Mars. It's like burning in me. It's just that yeah. I like to really. You see, it's like, you know? like Ron said, like he's just one of the person who just want to create a build. I'm. I also have that vision. Where I just want to. I have. I love building things. I love taking things out of like my head and just like bringing it into reality. Like I said yeah. before. At the same time, I have a grander vision too. Where for me is like, I want to create that Western African technology where it becomes as great as it possibly can and just like build Africa in general to become like the next technical boom. So that's the grand vision that I have in my head. And I have a burning desire to make that happen. I don't necessarily know how I'm gonna get to make that happen, but I know that that's where I wanna take my life into. So having that big vision is something that's bigger than just like, having that bigger purpose that's just bigger than just money, I think is very important. All right guys, so we're gonna jump into today's discussion, which is basically the next phase after ideation. So you have this idea now, you actually know what you want to build. What's the next step? So we're going to talk more in depth into how we go about doing that. And we're going to talk about two different POVs. We're going to talk about me as somebody who is very much product focused. Um, currently right now, I'm a product manager. So that's where my head is at. I'm very uh, meticulous about how to take a product from nothing into a product that's become successful. So Ron's going to talk more about uh, the marketing side of it, how he sees a product that's from nothing into making it a worldwide known product. So we're going to talk about two different aspects of it, just to, you know, talk about two different ways you could go about taking an idea from nothing to something. So and, um, I'm going to start it up first. So the way... Also, before you go, though, got, and also um, it's for those who, let's say, because me and Alu, you can think of us where the co-founders and we would we are going to when we build up our next product basically be co-founders so if you don't have a co-founder <clears throat> we're going to talk about how we would go about it if we're just like by ourselves like so from a marketer's perspective how i would go about building some type of i don't know like sketch or something i could deliver to somebody to make them see it so he's going to also talk about as an engineer, a product person, how you would go about 
marketing this product. So yeah. just before you go in. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. That was good to mention that. Um, so the way I usually take my ideas into the next phase is I have something called the three W's that I ask myself. The first W is why is this needed? Um, so before I move on to anything else, I try to answer these three W's. So the three W's are why is this needed? Who am I building this for? And what do I need to actually make this idea become successful? So until I'm able to answer those three questions, I don't necessarily move on to anything else. So once I'm done answering those questions and I feel like I have a good, concise idea and answers to what I'm building, I move on to doing more research. So now I want to make sure that I want to identify if the idea that I have is already in existence. Because the reality is that no idea is totally new. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. Somebody probably thought about it, but at the end of the day, it's about the execution. But either way, I still do some research. I try to see if there's already an idea that's similar to what I'm trying to build or somebody already made this idea happen already. And from there, I try to identify the missing pieces. For example, somebody has done something similar to the idea that I have. What can I take from the work that person is already doing and incorporate into what I'm doing to make my idea become even better? So you want to utilize and identify your competitors. So once I'm able to do that, the next thing for me is uh, to start prototyping. So now I'm a very visual person, so I need to actually be able to visualize and conceptualize the idea even more. So the thing I tend to do is prototype. So when I prototype, I go on a, on a very detailed way. So the way I first do it is something called text frame. So that's something that I came up with, you know, I'll take the little, take a little credit for that. So basically is, it's very simple. I think a lot of times when people think about prototyping, they think of like very well designed, um, design UI and Figma and those kind of like design tools. But for me, I think the easiest way for you to prototype certain things is just to have a piece of paper and just have a pen and paper and just literally write down each areas of what your product is going to need. So if your product, for, if you have a, a website, for example, you could just literally put logo, just write, literally just write it down logo, talk about where each um, UI is going to be at, just to make it simple for you to just understand what you're doing. And from there, I'll move on to utilizing design tools. So I have some experience utilizing Figma. Some people might use Adobe. Now I take what I, what I've had on a paper and I bring it into Adobe or Figma for the tool that I use, which is Figma. And then I literally just design it. So now I have something that's a little bit more, I would say, visually pleasing so that I can actually make a lot more sense to people. And then from there, I move it from a text frame into a wireframe. That's what people call it. So I have a wireframe where now I have basic bare bone UI of what the idea is going to look like or the product is going to look like. And then from there, I tend to identify the MVP. What is the minimum viable product for this idea or for this product? What's the bare minimum of things that I necessarily need to make my product um, functional and for me to get it out there for people to test it? And once I have an MVP done, the thing, the next thing is to actually go to your target market, which are the people who you intended this product or this idea to be for and actually make them test it out. So once I have those people testing it out, 
the most important thing when you have your idea, your product uh, out there is to capture the data, to get feedback and capture that data. And once you have that data, you want to iterate on top of what you got. So if somebody says, oh, I don't like this button or this button is not interacting the way I want it to, utilize that data to make your design and your UX and all those things better and make your product overall better. So utilize the testing and all those things to make it better and just repeat that whole cycle again. So that's necessarily how I take my idea into the next phase of building a product. Okay. All right. Um, so for me personally, like from a marketer's perspective, like from a marketing like person, I usually also like just want to preface this. Actually, I do specialize or I know about like design and UX design, UX design in particular. So my first thing I usually do, I do research and it's either it's both quantitative and qualitative and quantitative where I'm looking at like trends on like Google trends. I would search up. Sometimes it's not even I won't go there. I literally just go to Google maybe and just search the kind of intended product or I would search a problem statement and see what products or solutions or services that might come up on Google. And I would mm -hmm. look and see, okay, these might be my competitors. And I want to see how they're doing it to solve that person's, that user or customer's problem. <laughs> and then I'll go through their like fun, like their funnel, like their marketing experience, their, like how they're getting customers from the landing page to like potentially opt in or to get more information on like solving their problem. And from there, I would then actually uh, utilize Google Trends and try to come up with like what they might search and seeing like similar things, keywords they might search. Like it's like a really a multifaceted approach in just marketing discipline itself. So it's the search. Then from there, I don't necessarily use like social media because it's I don't I don't know I don't really see the point if it's not if I haven't. Uh, built out this next phase, which I'm about to say, it's like building a persona and mm -hmm. like an avatar and having that avatar be something where you can sit down with it and speak with them like it's an actual person, it's a profile. And knowing that this person might follow these specific profiles on social media. So let me go and search those profiles up, you know, then that's when I go to like social media. So it's a living document persona that could change too. Then it's social media that's next, where I'm looking and seeing the profiles this person might follow, the influencers that they follow, uh, the hashtags that's used, what type of discussion topics are being talked about on their social, those social media presences. And for the fourth thing is usually just like doing um, a market research study. So you know how the scientific method is who, what, where, when, and why, mm -hmm. and that kind of culminating both like a quantitative now, quantitative and qualitative. So quantitative now would be in this phase of the thing, the, the scientific method would be just like getting uh, industry data. And it all sounds like crazy. Like you don't have to purchase crazy software and it's really just using Google and searching up. Um, yeah. industry that this product or service might be in and then 
we all writing it down. I use Google Docs and I just jot down all the notes that I have. And um, I will just leave it there and like review if anything. But then I would actually seeing that Alu will be like my co-founder and such, and he's like the product person. I'll also see what his research, what he gathered from his feedback with the iterations and stuff and what um, what the user or potential user we created think about the, con the concept product. Mm -hmm. And then I will take that. I'm basically creating now our website, our landing page. And I'm wanting to see like from uh, Google Analytics, once it's live, once it's out there, what. So before we put it out there, we're going to be promoting it. So next part is promotions, maybe test out some paid ads like on Facebook or like going back to, like I said, this living document, that's the avatar, going back to like where we think this person might be on. So if we yeah. think he's going to be on Reddit or we think he's going to be, or she's going to be on like LinkedIn, I'm going to think, okay, maybe let me focus. If I'm going to pay now, I'm going to like, let me go to LinkedIn and see if I can run like a $100 ads. Obviously, you want to be as like cheap and like bare bones just to test. So yeah. let me just see uh, LinkedIn. I think they're more heavily using, depending on the product, the service. Uh, let me run an ad on there. Then that's when I get into creative. So this is like step five. So get into the creatives. Create something I think that's really, really look at the competitor and like competitor ads. And seeing how they run ads. Exactly. How, yeah. yeah, like it's no if it's not broke, you don't need to fix it, like honestly. <laughs> you can really it's all back to competition to your advantage, literally. Yeah, it's like great artist steal or something. Like it's really yeah, using it's that. Like it. Yeah, just tweaking it to like what your service or product is gonna be. And yeah. obviously using all different kind of elements in marketing, using copy, good copy, good sales, good uh Design because design and marketing go hand in hand. Using yep. the colors and like it all comes to you when you're just doing going back and forth between stuff. And like, you can look it up. Like you can use Google, look up what's a good copy for this. What's a good copy for this industry? What's a good color for this industry? And using that in your ad some way somehow and like making it good, look look good, look interactive, look engaging. Put it out now on LinkedIn or Facebook. Getting back the, the, the statistics, like getting back the, the data, then improving upon it and like seeing, oh, like split test, like, oh, this person, like this version of it. Literally, that's like step seven. Step seven is usually, is usually, sorry, is usually your website launched. Now I'm trying to just opt them into maybe a beta version of the product and getting signups. Yeah, and that's gonna help build the launch. And if we get to like a hundred people beta trial, and then maybe a thousand people were from the first launch, that thousand people, if we get that, like that's we could tell them like, yo, ten referrals, and you get like our paid version for free the next six months. I mean, come up with incentives, promotion. Come up with incentives, yeah. Yes, and then if those 10 people, let's say they, like let's say it's accurate, they actually send out to 10 people and it's a thousand people in the first version. That's like 10,000 people users. <laughs> Hopefully that would be cool. Yeah. And then now you have a potential of 10,000 users who now could get the second iteration of the 
not a lot of products. Yeah, just build and roller coaster on itself. It's literally just after that, like after Ron, what Ron just said, it's literally just iteration after that, just going over and over again and just Listen, testing. Uh, customer feedback. No, but just testing, using data and just testing. And that would be, I think, yeah, go No, I was going to say that would be it for like, because, you know, I have Aru to help with. He's going to be part of the marketing thing. Yeah. We're going to market the product. I need him for that. So yeah. definitely, if you have a co-founder, that's like. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And excellent. for some of these other things, we're going to dive more in depth into some of them later on. But today, yeah. we're just like, just having a higher level concept of what it actually takes to go to the next phase. But now let's jump into if we didn't have each other, how would we go about doing it ourselves? I'm going to let you go first. So for me, I like going back to what I said, I don't know how to design. So I would use my learning from UX design and uh, from UX research. And it would be just creating a prototype, creating like a conceptual product. I definitely wouldn't make it crazy nice. Like it would be really just like gray boxes, X gray boxes, white background. And I'll literally put it out there, put it on, um, it's this website called User Zoom and what's the other one? It's users, user testing, I think. That's like a big user testing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a big UX test, UX research, development, engineer platform where you can get actual users to obviously like for it's paid. You gotta pay them, but yeah. it's not crazy expensive. Like pay them like twenty dollars pop or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do test it for you, like for fifteen minutes, thirty minutes. You tell them, hey, I want you to click this or show me how you would do this. Show me how you would do that. Yeah. And I would do I would that's what I would do. I would actually take concept in Figma, the prototype in Figma, upload it to user uh, testing, uh, get like at least six participants to interact with the app, get let them give me feedback. And then from that feedback I would now go into the second uh fight eye like the second like version of it and yeah do the same thing till i get to the finalized version like okay i got enough data on like what people actually think about it let me create a final prototype okay. now i will go to actually a uh, product hunt and maybe create like a uh, create an account mm-hmm. and have like a beta version or trial create a landing page sorry so all these is going to happen not necessarily steps like that, but when yeah. you create a landing page, I'll probably use like like one of those drag and drops. Maybe it'll be like a, a landing page just to sign up. Like Wix, from like Wix or like Squarespace, those kind of things. Yeah, but it it it, suit, it gotta suit your preference. If it's like Wix, I kind of don't like Wix, but <laughs> I have to know. But I would, I probably honestly, me now, I'm kind of learning something. Learning a little bit uh, how to use Figma dev uh, feature and like trying to like edit the code inside like um, VS Code. But this is me personally. Like, if you just if you just don't know like those type of things, it's things you kind of have to do. But um, but let's say I I'll do I'll use Wix right. I'll create a landing page. Use whatever free no low code to no code tool. Put out a landing page, make the copy good, make it up, make it really a landing 
like opt in, you're building your leads kind of thing for like a free trial. And yeah. I would then do the same thing. Like if like I'll like I'll lose my co-founder and just promote it on like LinkedIn, have my ex account, send it out for hashtags, ask friends to like look at it and like sign up, go to meetings, go to meetups, yeah. ask developers <laughs> to like test it out and look at it. I will be doing a lot of things to like market it because that's who I am. I'm a marketer. So exactly. I go out and just tell people, hey, test out this product. And, hey, like, yo, you're a developer. Can you help me with this? One yeah. way you can be developers. I mean, yeah, you don't have to mention that, but just like using your resources near you and promoting the hell out of it, um, putting out ads, test ads on different platforms, going back yeah. to the profile that I built. And that'll be it until like. I think, yeah, for, cause you already have that marketing side of this. So that would be something that you would need help with. I think you pretty much yeah. answered that. For me, at least I have some experience in marketing, but it's not as extensive as Ron. So what I would do is literally do everything that I said before. So I will create the product once I have a product done. So now what I need to do is have the marketing of it. What I will personally do is use ChatGPT. I'm not gonna lie. I will go to ChatGPT. I'm give it a prompt. You are an experienced uh, marketer. You have this, this, and that. This is my product. Help me market this. And then I'll literally just utilize ChatGPT or some of these um, AI chat bots like Claude. Claude is pretty good too. Um, Bard, fuck Bard. Bard is ass. <laughs> I don't use Bard. I use ChatGPT or Claude. That's the, the main tool I use. And I'll literally just give it a prompt and assign it to basically help me market this and see how it goes and just literally iterate and just keep testing until I get something pop off. That's literally what I would do. Yeah, literally, I ain't alive. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So, so crazy, but you could actually take what I just said and just use Halus <laughs> version. Because ChatGPT, especially like nowadays, it's very powerful. So it's just mm -hmm. like, just the only other thing, But the only other thing, not to cut you off, yeah. You still do go out to meetups and like still to talk a lot. Yeah, that's the most important one is meeting up and networking. For sure. And finding people who is going to fit into the culture or fit into, be a right fit and just be somebody who, could, who you can work with. That's the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this little quick conversation that we had. Hope you guys took some things away from it. And hopefully you guys are able to actually implement this and implement these things into your own journey. And I don't got nothing else. If you got something else you want to add on, go ahead, Ron. Um, nah, just um, for everyone, it's going to be different, but we try to get like the most concrete like tools that we use. You yeah. all use Google search, use Google to your advantage a lot. So. Yep. And we out. Peace. Peace.